Wine educators frequently promise to demystify wine, to explain the inexplicable. Demystification seems to always be a well-intended mission, but there are other things to consider. A mystery is a hidden or secret thing. It arouses curiosity, suspense, or speculation. Mysteries tempt us into their lair. They seduce us like a novel we can't put down or a suspense movie that we never want to end. Welcome to Grape Encounters, where we confidently offer a wealth of insight and answers about wine and the lifestyle it engenders. But we also give you plenty to ponder, experience, and engage the imagination. So, while demystification certainly has its place, the real magic is in the mysteries. And they should be experienced, not explained. Don't worry, you'll learn plenty on this journey. But our paramount objective is to make sure you have an unforgettable grape encounter. Now it's time to raise your tray table to the upright and locked position. You know, folks, I was beginning to wonder whether I would ever get to do this particular interview because it seems like COVID just hung on for so long and there was so much uncertainty about some of my favorite things that got, well, they got pushed back or canceled or changed dramatically last year during COVID. But things are looking up right now. It seems at least that we're getting back to a fairly normal place in life and Absolutely, and I'm not kidding, my hands down favorite, favorite event of the past years, recent years, is the Oregon Wine Experience. It is just the most phenomenal event. I give it just straight tens across the board because it is so well produced. It is so much fun. It is more fun than you should legally be allowed to have. And it's, you know, all I can say is the wine is great and it supports an incredibly good cause. So without further ado, I want to bring on my friend up in Oregon, Sarah Ann Driggs, who is the events officer for the, well, actually for Asante, the Asante Foundation, and um, the Oregon Wine Experience. Sarah Ann, how you doing? I'm good. And thank you so much for that introduction. And, you know, as always, your your graciousness and love of Oregon Wine Experience. We are so happy to be involved with you and we're happy to uh, be able to have some form of the experience this year. Well, you know, I, I am guilty, I guess, of hyperbole um, to a very high power because people say, God, you know, you're always exaggerating things, David. When that's what we do on radio anyway and TV. But it's not the case with the Oregon Wine Experience. I went to my first Oregon Wine Experience, well, what now it's like three years ago, right? And I went there with very high expectations. And what I got was so much greater than great. I mean, it just exceeded every possible expectation. But let's just start by, if you wouldn't mind, you know, giving us an overview of the Oregon wine experience, its history, and and what it benefits mostly. The Oregon wine experience is in, gosh, it's like in its seventh year overall, but uh, it was born of the world of wine, which uh, started back in 2002. 
And it was um, a wine event that was kind of brought on by the kind of brain trust of the Southern Oregon wineries. Uh, when Asante partnered with that group uh, in 2014, the Oregon Wine Experience was born. And from there, we have built it into a statewide event where wineries from all over Oregon come to Jacksonville, Oregon for a week-long uh, celebration of wine and of culinary and of just incredible experiences. And, and in the end, what we do is we raise money for the Asante Foundation, specifically for our hospital system. And we are currently in a campaign called Asante Forward, where we are uh, building and helping the community here in Southern Oregon um, with advanced health uh, healthcare systems and uh, practices and other really great things on the horizon to really advance healthcare here. What I think is really interesting, I don't know if it was intentional or it's just the way that things evolved, but, you know, Oregon has obviously a very, very big uh, wine business there, a tremendous number of great producers there, but it's more manageable than a place like California, where we're talking about thousands of wineries. And Oregon is a little easier to wrap your arms around, but it's still very big and it's spread out. And so if you really want to understand Oregon wine, you better plan on being on the road for a while. And you can see a lot of really great wineries, but you're going to have to really cherry pick them and you're going to miss a lot. That being said, this event brings the best of the best together in one locale, which by the way, is an awesome location. And you can just be immersed in the world of Oregon wine and I have to mention food because they eat well in Oregon. So the amount of experience that you can have, the knowledge that you can gain, the sense of what Oregon wine is all about is is second to none if you go to this event. You're just going to get a, a crash course and you're going to be so satiated. Is that fair to say, Sarah-Ann? It is. I mean, there there's roughly 1,000 uh, wineries throughout the state. We, on average, get, you know, about between 100 and 200 wineries that participate. Mm -hmm. uh, they come from all areas, from Walla Walla, the uh, upper Willamette, um, the central part of Oregon, as well as the coast, uh, the Umpqua Valley, and of course, uh, where the heart of Oregon wine experience is, the Rogue and Applegate Valleys. And it is an incredible experience. You are able to taste in, like just award-winning wine from throughout the state, but we have, we showcase all of Oregon and the best of Oregon, from Tempranillos and Syrahs to Viognese, Marsan Roussan, to just incredible sparkling wines and rosés and even just very sweet and uh, enjoyable dessert wines. I mean, we really have so much here that you are going to find something that you absolutely love. This event attracts the very best that Oregon has to offer. I'm not saying everybody, but I'll tell you, anybody that matters that I know about was at this event. And that was just so exciting to experience these wines side by side. And the other thing is that 
you know, you made a really important point, which has to do with the varietals that are produced in Oregon. Because if you're not living in Oregon, you tend to think about Oregon and Pinot and maybe to a lesser degree, Oregon and Chardonnay, which is something that's really growing there right now. But there are so many other varietals. It's just the the level of quality is astounding. I would agree with that. I think Oregon and every kind of corner of it, you know, rivals where wine is being made through not just throughout the country, but throughout the world. Um, the trajectory of Oregon aligns uh, really well when you go over to the old world with countries like Spain and Germany and France. And so that is why our uh, agriculture is so robust with so many varietals and why we're able to support and grow those varietals and do them very well. And then you take them in to, uh, you know, to process the wine. And we have these incredible winemakers who have come, you know, who are homegrown, but then also who have come from all over the world because they are so excited about the opportunities here and the varietals here that they can um, kind of mark as their own. As I said, it's a robust um, selection of wines and wines that I had known about, but never really tried until I came here to Oregon and just discovered it for myself. Mm. And it is just an incredible experience to be able to have so much variety. Whether you're an aspiring winemaker or just a wine lover, I guarantee you that no, no matter what you think or believe about Oregon, once you go there, you're going to be wowed no matter what you think, it's going to be even better than what your preconceptions were. We're talking to Sarah Ann Driggs. She's the events officer for the Asante Foundation, and they put on the Oregon Wine Experience. And if there's one event, just one event that you go to this year, this is the one that I command you to go to. (laughs) I can't command you. But you know what? This is the one you really do want to go to. And you're not going to hear me talk about some other event and say the same thing. I know, I know you think maybe I'm a exaggerating, but I can't exaggerate this event. So we're going to come back and talk more about it, more about Oregon wine, and more about what's in the future for wine in general when we return with Sarah Ann Driggs and Grape Encounters Radio. Twelve hand-picked wines for as low as $59? Well, why not? Uncork Adventure with a Total Wine Membership get two wines a month for a one-time fee. Their friendly experts pick wines that wow. They are guides on your expedition to uncover gems that'll make your taste buds snap to attention. So what'll it be? All reds? Only whites? Or do you want to throw sparkling and rosé into the mix? Just pick a plan that's right for you. Go to membership.totalwine.com. Oh, and cheers! If you're a frequent Grape Encounters radio listener, you know that our show is all about inclusiveness. For far too long, wine consumers have felt left out, simply because a small minority of, well, let's call them out, wine snobs have dominated the conversation. For 12 years, it's been my mission to give you, the wine enthusiasts that just want to have fun, a front row seat to everything that's cool about wine. And while we have a very intimate thing going on here, I've been thinking that we can take things where no radio or TV program has gone before. And so beginning next week, I'm inviting you and your friends to get together with me for a private online party. 
This isn't a big streaming free-for-all event. It's you, me, and your guests. You decide what you want to talk about, we'll set a time, then it's party time. So email me using the contact form at GrapeEncounters.com. Tell me a little bit about how we can make this fun for you, and I'll respond to as many requests as I can. Just drop me a note at GrapeEncounters.com. what you guys are going to be doing at the end of August of this year, but I know exactly where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Southern Oregon, and I'm going to be spending some quality time with people like Sarah Ann Driggs, who is my special guest today, somebody that I just enjoy talking to so much, and we really got a great opportunity to you know, spend some time on her turf and for me to see what they do with the Oregon wine experience, which you have to experience it to understand it. So you might as well book it and go. Sarah Ann, this year we start what day and then uh, just explain how long this goes on and what it includes. So the main events start on Wednesday, August 25th and run through Saturday, August 28th. And we've shuck it up a little bit this year. So you'll have a brand new experience. What's that? And then, well, we uh, reshuffled our main events and we added a little something extra special because we want to welcome uh, a lot of our guests back as well as welcome those who've never been to the experience before. So we're launching on the 25th with our collector's tasting of the Founders Barrel Auction, which is um, an auction of wines uh, from uh, wineries throughout Oregon. Various varietals will be up for auction and some of them exclusive only to this event. So that collector's tasting is the first opportunity to come in, taste the wines and bid on them. And then we follow that up the next day with our traditional founder's barrel tasting. Uh, And so that's, again, just the opportunity to come through, taste these amazing wines. We have about 30 lots that will be up for auction, multiple varietals from multiple wineries throughout the state, everything from Tempranillo, Syrah, Malbec, to, of course, Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, even some really fancy, fun, exclusive red blends uh, that you're just not going to find anywhere else. It's one of my favorite events, and it's a great way to really welcome back Oregon wine experience in person in its uh, in its glory. For those who can attend in person, we've launched last year the opportunity to bid on these wines online. So you can be part of the experience and and part of the action by signing up and registering to uh, to bid on these exclusive wines, which is incredible. Then uh, Thursday evening, we found last year that our medal celebration really translated well uh, with broadcasting it out. And so that's something we're going to continue with. Uh, so we'll have a broadcast announcing all the winners of the Oregon wine competition, including the best of uh, class, which is a category we added this year, as well as our best of show winners. And that's just an opportunity from anybody who is in the state of Oregon or throughout the world 
to tune in and enjoy the the show and listen to what the best of the best of Oregon is. After that's announced, we go into our grand tasting, which is where we feature all of the wineries of the Oregon wine experience, those who participate in the competition, to those who host our Oregon Wine University classes or our Ultimate Vintner Dinner Series, as well as our founder, Barrel Auction Wineries. And so it's your opportunity to come in and taste from all corners of Oregon, the best of Oregon wine. And of course, all of these events have the complements of some incredible culinary creations that are paired perfectly with the wine um, that will be, you know, there to taste uh, through these events. Our concluding event is our Miracle Auction in Salmon Bake, which is a fan favorite here because the Coquel Indian tribe comes in, plank steaks their salmon, and bakes it on site. It's, uh, it's definitely an experience that is second to none. And incredible. We, uh, along with the Miracle Auction Sam Bake, we serve the, the best of the best Oregon wine from the Oregon wine competition. So you get, um, the opportunity to enjoy the winners as well as, uh, bid on silent and live auction packages, some of which are exclusive to this event and can't be found anywhere else. Oh, I'm exhausted. When you, you go through that list and, and you think about sort of the typical food and wine events that occur, great events and they'll be a day or there'll be two days you know they'll be very specific in in what occurs there you're going to drink wine eat some great food this event really has to be called an experience because it has so much texture to it there's so many different ways that you can participate even if you don't come to oregon you can land some really great wines even if you don't land in an airport in oregon you have the university as well, and I know you touched on that, but can you explain what that's all about? Yeah, we uh, we host about, um, on a traditional year, we host about 10 to 12 classes throughout the year. This year alone, we um, have four classes that will be this summer, one of which we already hosted, and it's probably due to our culinary partner, a popular class, and it's our rogue creamery cheese and wine pairing. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar with the rogue creamery, their rogue river blue cheese won best cheese of the world uh, last year at uh, one of the most prestigious Italian cheese competitions. And it was, it's basically a feat that hasn't been uh, accomplished by another American Creamery. So we have that here in our backyard and we pair that cheese as well as other cheeses from Rogue Creamery and other cheeses from throughout the world and the country with these incredible Oregon wines. Some of the other classes we'll be doing this year is the Art of Barrel Tasting. It helps uh, our consumers get a little bit more educated on what it's like to taste barrel wine. It's very different from wine that is bottled and ready for right. consumer consumption and purchase. They're very raw and refined, um, but it just helps you in terms of, you know, for those who are interested in purchasing wine futures. So it's that education for that. Let, let me just jump in for a second because, you, you know, you, you're mentioning barrels. And I, I didn't really realize this, but there are a number of people out there, and I think more than we realize, that when they uh, are looking at events like this that have uh, barrel auctions, I had somebody say to me, and actually it's happened more than once, what am I going to do with a wine barrel? They're going to take the wine barrel and drop it off at my house. Where do I even put it? 
And so, and I know that sounds silly, but actually, you know, that it's something that deserves to be explained. They're not going to drop a barrel off at your house. I guess you probably would if they wanted them to, right, Sarah Ann? But if you I, want that barrel, we will come and uh, yeah, just, it's uh, it's a little bit different. We we use the term barrel um, because it's it's a little bit easier to describe and it kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit nicer than a case. Uh, so what we what we do at the barrel auction is we auction off uh, single case lots of five, ten, and twenty cases of a, of an individual barrel. So our so you would be getting a case of wine or multiple cases if you bid on yeah. you know whether it be um, the full five or ten case lot or if you're uh, bidding on multiple wines throughout the barrel auction. Okay. So I promise you, you will not end up with twenty barrels of wine in your front yard, but you may end up with twenty cases of wine, which is a little bit more manageable. But if you want, if you want, you want the whole barrel, you can count on Sarah Ann showing up in a 1957 candy red pickup truck and she will have that barrel in the back and uh, she will uh, well you'll have to help her unload it that's all I can say we're going to come back we're going to come back with more Grape Encounters in just a sec finally we're talking about the Oregon Wine Experience and Oregon Wine in general you don't have to go to the Oregon Wine Experience to learn a lot about Oregon Wine right here on Grape Encounters In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking surroundings that make Oregon a must-visit. Taste unrivaled wines. Indulge in lavish culinary creations. Savor the very best of Oregon. Enjoy time with your guests as you bid on exclusive auction items and wine futures. All to transform healthcare through Asante Foundation. Join us this August for the Oregon Wine Experience. Visit theoregonwineexperience.com to be part of this unique celebration. We're back with more Grape Encounters. Hey, please do us an enormous favor and like us on Facebook. It's the very best way to learn about other opportunities that we may not share on the broadcast. Also, join our mailing list on GrapeEncounters.com. Listeners on our contact list receive some exclusive opportunities. Become an insider. Enough said. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. So we're talking about Oregon wine and the Oregon wine experience with Sarah Ann Driggs. She's the events officer for the Asante Foundation. They put on this 
mammoth, ginormous event. And you're going to drink some incredibly amazing wines there. And you're going to discover that there's a lot more to Oregon wine than you thought. But here's the other thing. I got to mention this. When I was there a couple years ago, I ate some of the most delicious things I had ever put in my mouth. And I am not kidding. And Sarah Ann, you might remember, I think I came up to you at one point and said, there were, there were along one of the walls, there were a bunch of food vendors and they put out something. I can't even remember what it was, but I, I think I said to you, that was the best thing I ever ate in my entire life. And then I kept like swooping by there. I had to uh, change outfits and wear disguises because I think I went by there like 10 times, gained about 20 pounds. I don't even remember what that was, <laughs> but do you remember that? I don't, but I think you sent me in a couple of times too, because oh, yeah, you yeah. wanted, <laughs> you wanted to offset some of your rounds. But. Sarah, Sarah Ann, take this tote bag, would you, and go over there. No, seriously, the people who, uh, who put out the food at this event, oh my gosh, it's like so beyond what you are typically going to find at a lot of events. Now, there are a lot of great food and wine events. I'm not going to take anything away from anybody else. But the this is just extraordinary. Talk about that food element for a second and the opportunities to graze at the event. And by the way, it's not going to be little morsels either. The the amount of food that they put out is substantial. Yeah, we we are fortunate to have some incredible culinary talent um, here in the Rogue Valley. And uh, we will be partnering again with the Coquel Indian tribe who do their salmon bake, yeah. as well as uh, Seven Feathers Casino Resort, who will be um, designing the food pairings at the Founders Barrel Auction. We have some really great uh, culinary partners and chefs throughout the valley that are going to come in and really just design this incredible um, just array of culinary bites. And when I mean bites, they're more like a plateful. We we don't skimp. And so you're really going to f- like be able to not just taste this great wine, but taste just this incredible culinary creation that is just there for, at your fingertips. And we're so excited to unveil and share what will be in person this year. We have not received our, our menu list yet from our chefs, but I know that they are hard at work kind of, you know, in their little creative kitchens designing what's going to come in and what's going to be served at the Oregon Wine Experience. I, I tell you, the first event that I went to I took my plate and I started going, you know, past all of the food vendors there. And I, I was trying to be conservative. But by the time I got back to the table, I had a, a mountain of food on there. I took a picture of it. I was going to post it online. And I said, no, I'm not going to do this because people are going to rag me for how much food I have on this plate. No, you will not go hungry, but you will need to go on a diet after you go to this event. Um, let's talk about the location and the setting because you do something really amazing, which is you you stage these different events and they change completely from day to day. And they're at a wonderful location in Southern Oregon. Let's kind of give them the lay of the land. So we'll be back at Bigham Knoll Campus in Jacksonville, Oregon, which is kind of the, the heart of Southern Oregon wine country and kind of the entrance. Um, and so it has this picturesque uh, setting that we build the event on. It's uh, it's an outdoor event. 
and we tent it. And uh, so we're out there a week before the event, building it up. As the week goes on, we create a different experience with each of our main events. Um, so we'll have our barrels out there where you're doing an actual thiefing and tasting of the barrel wines. Then we'll have uh, various tasting tables for the grand tasting where uh, you come through and we'll have all of our winery partners represented. And then we end with this incredible gala where it's a sit down dinner um, and live auction. And so you, you have these three very different stark events and it's, you feel like you're at a brand new venue every time you walk in. And again, it's uh, just this gorgeous outdoor area that you just, you just feel just this incredible experience when you're there. It's just, a, I live it, there for two weeks, so I have to, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you are not exaggerating. And that was the thing that just, it was mind blowing to me. And I kind of grew up around the Hollywood scene. So I've been around staging on a very big scale, but I've never seen an event of this kind that just completely reinvented itself every day and kept morphing into something completely different. It wasn't like you're going back to the same thing and now we're going to have some that's kind of different. It's a completely different experience than the experience that you had the day before. It will just absolutely wow you because they absolutely don't miss a single detail, you know, down to logos being projected onto the, the floor. You know, it's just it's just truly, truly uh, amazing. And it takes place in Jacksonville, which is in Southern Oregon. And it's just a stone's throw from uh, Ashland, which is, yes. which is really the Shakespeare capital of America, I would say. And they've got a lot of stuff that goes on during all of this. So you can land someplace like uh, Ashland or um, lots of different places that you can stay. You can stay right there near the venue, but there's a lot to do, especially in the summertime. It could be river rafting. You could, you know, have all kind. You could camp for that matter, whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. Southern Oregon has just a wealth of activity um, and it's whatever kind of floats your boat, but we are blessed by having Crater Lake National Park about an hour oh, yeah. away. We have the Rogue River, which supplies great fishing, rafting, boating, um, incredible lakes that are surrounding the area. Of course, Oregon Shakespeare Festival and the Brit Festival that add that creative arts yeah. element to it. Incredible restaurants, great walking trails and hiking, as well as incredible places to camp. And then, of course, we have this beautiful and growing and amazing wine industry. Yeah. So you really are going to find something that you love here. And we have incredible hospitality partners um, that have great lodging. It's really just a gem of a place. And I promise you, you're absolutely going to fall in love with it. Both. Yeah, I want to just really quickly say that the Medford Airport's an easy place to get in and out of. We're going to have to say goodbye to Sarah Ann now, but just it's like just a short goodbye because uh, we're going to be back and talk more about this event. It's a signature event uh, for Grape Encounters Radio. We have a strong presence there. We're deeply involved in the event. 
I'm so proud of that. And so for people who are looking for more information and they want to toy with the idea of going, what's the best route? Just go to the website? Yeah. So go to theoregonwineexperience.com. Again, it's theoregonwineexperience.com for updates on ticket availability, as well as the main events, and also to register to bid online. Yes, and we should have a link up at grapeencounters.com. If you forget the OregonWineExperience.com, you can go to our website and we'll kick you over there, okay? Uh, so um, we really appreciate you checking it out. But, you know, don't just do this for the incomparable cause that it supports. Do it because it's going to be one of the best times of your life, and especially coming off of COVID and all the isolation. You know what? This is going to be freedom at its finest. Sarah Ann? I appreciate it so much. We'll be talking. Thank you, David. We'll be talking. Of course, we're going to be there too. And I, last year, was able to meet up with some listeners there and hopefully we'll get to do that again. And I just appreciate you guys so much again, Sarah. And it's the Oregon Wine Experience dot com. That's it. Yes. That's not so tough. All right. We thank you very much. And we will be back with a bit more of Grape Encounters when we return right after this. Even though I spend almost every waking hour trying to track down all things wine, It takes nearly superhuman powers to keep up with the folks at Total Wine & More. I remember the first time I ever set foot in a Total Wine & More store. My jaw literally dropped to the floor as I tried to comprehend the astonishing wine, spirit, and beer offerings that were suddenly at my fingertips, wonderfully organized for super easy navigation. How do they pull off such an amazing feat? Well, it all comes down to an incomparable team of experts that constantly searches every corner of the world for amazing products priced so you can enjoy them on any occasion. Total Wine doesn't just sell the same old, same old. They're always busy forging relationships with outstanding producers on every continent so that they're able to provide exceptional wines that are exciting and new to you at incredible savings. New discoveries, must-have favorites, and more than 8,000 wine choices that you can even explore from home on your laptop or phone. Explore Total Wine in whatever manner suits you best, in person or if you've come to enjoy that curbside experience, you can order online at TotalWine.com and pick up your wine in the store or just outside if a contactless experience is your preference. And make sure to check for special opportunities that are always plentiful at TotalWine.com. There are always plenty of reasons to get excited about your next Total Wine experience. We like to talk about wine. Words can be very confusing. When you're crazy, people say that you're nuts. But what if you're crazy about nuts? Well, that doesn't mean that you should be sent to the funny farm. It means that you should be sent to the farm of MM Organics, the producers of organic heirloom walnuts and walnut products that are so incomparably unique and delicious, other nuts will be reduced to wallflowers. Whoops, there we go with those crazy meanings of words again. After all, if being a wallflower means disappearing into the background, then why does being a walnut from MM Organics mean standing out from the rest? Confused? Well, you won't be when you discover the glorious deliciousness of walnut halves, baking pieces, fair trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and other scrumptious walnut products from MM Organics. Learn more and order yours at mmorganics.com, where you'll also find our utterly irresistible two-horse Portuguese dessert wine that everyone goes nuts for. Get crazy at mmorganics.com.
fling into spring at Total Wine & More, where fresh flavors are in full bloom. We're talking Rieslings and Rain Boots, Bubbly and Brunch. Pinot on the porch, anyone? No matter what's on your table, we have the wine and the savings to go with your menu. Sauvignon Blanc plays nicely with smoked salmon. Bacon practically begs for Chardonnay. And which rosé are you feeling today? We surely have a shade to match. Brighten up your glass with fresh cocktails. Rosé Prosecco makes for a beautiful twist on a mojito. Or mix up your sangria with a spritz of berry seltzer. With over 8,000 wines, 4,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers to choose from, you can expect the unexpected. Always at the best prices in town with the best service in America. What'll it be today? Choose curbside pickup, in-store pickup, shipping or delivery. Explore more in-store or at TotalWine.com. with Grape Encounters Radio. Gotta change gears now, and we're going to talk about a very fun subject, a very nostalgic one as well. And it's going to be a prelude to next week's entire show, because next week I'm going to have so much fun. A lot of you may know that before I became a radio guy, I ran an advertising agency, and so I have made literally tens of thousands of commercials in my life and have always been fascinated by you know, some of the really great ad campaigns, but some of the very best or campiest or weirdest campaigns were done for wines back in the 60s and the 70s. It's going to be really nostalgic for people who are a little bit older, but you know, if you're young, you'll enjoy it too, because you won't even be able to believe how stupid Americans were way back when. But today I'm just going to do a little overview of some of the wines that were typically found in my parents' wine cabinet. In that day, it seemed like everybody stored their wine in that short cabinet above the refrigerator. I guess it was to keep us kids out of the uh, cabinet. But little did they know that there's a lot of warmth being given off by that refrigerator, and it was ruining their wines. But some of those wines were so incredibly terrible that it didn't make any difference anyway. So where are those wines today? Do they still exist? Well, here are some of them that I remember. And by the way, I want to give some credit to uh, Mary Orlin uh, from Bay Area News Group. Uh, about four years ago, she tracked down some of these wines. So uh, with a little bit of her help, we'll talk about these. And I'm, by the way, Hey, Mary, if uh, you are listening or if anybody knows Mary, uh, tell her to give me a shout and let's get you on the air and uh, and talk about nostalgic wines. But anyway, uh, first one that I think everybody knew was Blue Nun. And what a little Blue Nun had to do with wine is beyond me. The bottle is now completely different because they took the nun off of it. I guess it was uh, none of their business. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, if it was not appropriate to have a nun on the bottle, then why then do they still call it Blue Nun? I have absolutely no idea. But the wine actually originated in 1921, and it was a blend of two grapes. It was mostly something called Mueller Thurgau. It's a, a really popular grape in Germany. And I think it's a shame that we don't get more Mueller Thur Thurgau here, but you can buy it at a wine store. The other grape that was in there was Riesling. 
but apparently now it's 100% Mueller Thurgau. And like I said, it's a really good grape, but I haven't tasted the new blue none of today, so I can't give any impression. Uh, the next one is Matus, and Matus was a, a really cool bottle. It was cut this round, fat bottle. And it turns out that Matus is, is still around today as well. And um, slightly fizzy, it's a Portuguese pink wine. And it was uh, a wine that had a real celebrity following, including people like Jimi Hendrix, who was famously photographed uh, gulping down Matus straight from the bottle. And I guess it was a, a big uh, favorite of Queen Elizabeth as well back in the 60s. Today, it's a bit sweet. It's refreshing, but uh, you want to serve it really super cold. And you don't uh, have too high expectations. You probably won't be disappointed. You know, those can be very fun wines all the same. Uh, one wine that still looks exactly the same is Lancer's. They call it Lancer's Imported Rosé, also a wine that comes from Portugal, and it dates back to the 1940s. And uh, anyway, it was famous for its rust-hued ceramic bottles, and um, it's a blend of five mostly Portuguese grapes. It still looks the same, but it's bottled in glass, and then it's faked out to look like the ceramic bottle. But uh, I will try that. In fact, I'm going to try to find a lot of these before next week and try and taste them. Uh, let's see. What else? Rioniti Lambrusco. You know, I've been talking up Lambruscos lately because they really are incredibly delicious. They're Italian wines. Now, Rioniti's Lambrusco was uh, a product of Emilia, Italy. And there was a wine cooperative that brought it to the U.S. in 1967. According to Wine Industry Network, Rioniti was then and continues to be the most popular Italian red. Now, a wine I'm going to definitely talk about a lot next week became famous because of one of the most popular singers of the time. The wine is called Cracklin' Rosé, and the singer is Neil Diamond, and he had a song called Cracklin' Rosie, which was actually about the wine, but if you listen to the song, you'd imagine that it was something of a love song or something about a guy who had a crush on a girl named Rosie, but not so fast. This was a wine, a sparkling wine, that was made in Canada, and it was popular among the natives up there in Canada. And it turns out that these native tribes had far more men than women. And so instead of having a date at night, the date would be with a bottle of this Cracklin' Rosé wine. Hence the line in Neil Diamond's song, Cracklin' Rosé, you're a store-bought woman. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk a lot more about that because what's really interesting about Cracklin' Rosé is the fact that there are actually several different producers of a wine called Cracklin' Rosé or something close to Cracklin' Rosé. And I just wonder what happened to the idea of copyrights. But anyway, we'll dig into that more next week. That's about all we've got for today. But I am going to leave you with a little taste of one of the most famous commercials of all time for wine. And we'll tell you the backstory about this next week. Here is Orson Welles for Palmasan. It took Beethoven four years to write that symphony. Some things can't be rushed. Good music and good wine. Palmasan's Emerald Dry. A delicious white wine. Palmasan wines taste so good because they're made with such care. What Palmasan himself said nearly a century ago is still true today. We will sell no wine before it's time. 
and we will serve no episode of Grape Encounters before it's time, so we'll see you back here next week at this very same time. This edition of Grape Encounters has been brought to you by Total Wine & More. When Total Wine & More challenged themselves to keep more than 8,000 wines on hand, they pioneered a consumer experience that 99.999% of the population would have thought was impossible. It was an undertaking that I still can't totally get my arms around today. But I've spent many hours of my personal time being that adult kid in a candy store, using my mouse to learn about their extremely affordable top 20 wines of the year, or learning eye-opening details about the iconic winemakers behind Total Wine's Legends of Wine collection. TotalWine.com is an online resource so rich with content, it's hard to imagine a more satisfying wine-related experience. Spend all the time you want at TotalWine.com or at your nearest store. Just make sure you're back here with me at the same time next week for another Grape Encounter. Mm-hmm.